Welcome to the Victoria Anarchist Book Fair's week of podcasts and performances featuring local, national, and international activists and authors. The Book Fair Collective and From Embers have teamed up this year to release presentations over our podcast platform that can't be held in person due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Recordings of these voices of resistance were conducted on unceded Indigenous territories across so-called British Columbia and beyond. For more information about the book fair and a full schedule of online events, you can check out victoriaanarchistbookfair.ca. Listeners in the Victoria region are encouraged to visit Camus Books at camus.ca for anarchist publications and more. Thanks for listening. The Victoria Anarchist Football Collective would like to acknowledge the interview you are about to do with Queen Dachin from Antetical Pride. It is simultaneously occurring on unceded Watanet territory and so-called Victoria BC and on unceded mudstream land in what is now called Vancouver BC. Thank you all for attending the special podcast featuring an interview with that team, co-founder of Ancestral Pride, with whom she has published numerous themes on indigenous sovereignty and resistance. My name is Nathan Moss, and I am privileged to have this opportunity to ask that team about her life and views on indigenous sovereignty. That team has spent a great deal of time advising settler analysts on how to be in solidarity with the indigenous resistance movement. She is a warrior who has taken part in many actions, including standing on. Finally, that team is a proud mother, matriarch, doula, and medicine woman. That team, thank you for joining me today. I know most of today's conversation is going to be really informative and transformative. The last few years, we've seen a real push towards asserting inherent indigenous rights and sovereignty in regards to legal and resource extraction projects on different territories. What's the number one? What are some of the things uh, that encourage you about the current state of indigenous revitalization? So when I'm thinking about the current state of indigenous revitalization is that we have finally come to a place as indigenous people where we are reclaiming who we are in a somewhat safe manner. It is still very hard for Indigenous people due to racism and intergenerational trauma to try and use and utilize our culture and to learn our spiritual ways and our teachings. But we have finally come to a generation with these new young children who are coming up to be able to teach them in a healthy and responsible manner. 
So I think that focusing on the children and these next generations that are coming up and being born is what is going to give us the most benefit. We have to do away with people who are gatekeepers to knowledge, especially our own elders. We know they suffered through trauma of their own with residential schools, the sexual abuse and everything that comes with genocide and colonization and forced assimilation. But it's time to let these barriers go in order to bring these children up and into our culture and our ways and to be able to utilize them and, and to have those, those teachings and that knowledge readily available so that they can then teach their children. This is the only way that revitalization and keeping our, our, our traditions and our teachings going is by doing away with those notions that are outdated that we have to hide our knowledge because we don't anymore the only thing we have to be careful about is making sure that as we are doing this very important work and we are creating these these cultures and communities of teachings and resistance that we are not allowing colonizers or people who don't have the best interest in the spirit of the movement at heart because there are a lot of people who want to capitalize on the revitalization of indigenous people and that can be terrifying. So we have to come up with some kind of a way where we can, you know, vet these people that are coming in or that we're teaching to make sure that we're not gatekeeping, but we're not just giving away our knowledge to people who are going to capitalize on it. Um, that thing, what a thumb up, what a thumb up the bird and emotion that you're referring to, that you view as obstacles in uh, bringing forth the new generation to learn the knowledge and carry it forward. There's a lot of different ways that we could look at it. And what I see in my, some of my major concerns is that um, due to social media and the state of the world right now, and even COVID, it was created for this, this new whole world that we're living in, basically a new world order. Um, if I can sound a little tin, tinfoil hatty about it. But I mean, that's one of our biggest barriers to moving forward is the fact that a lot of our younger generation don't really, you know, seem to care anymore. And, and, and so we have to like spark that fire again and, and, you know, make sure that they're, that even though we want to pass on the teachings that they want to receive them in a good way. Okay. And uh, with that being said, do you have, um, do you want to elaborate? more about the concern that you have um, with the correcting, the revitalization movement is having. Um, you mentioned some of the things, but what are, what are some of the things maybe uh, within your own community? I know you mentioned um, the fact that the younger generation doesn't seem to have that fire, but is there anything else that concerns you? Like our young people right now are dealing with a, a lot of different things and it might not seem like they have room or space for what they would see as old fashioned or things like that. But what I think has really been working well for the younger generations is um, 
feeling empowered to to learn about their culture and to to learn about our spirituality and our teachings and our ways um, through blockades and and that pride that it is that this is our land these are our waters and you know I had my daughter Destiny here with me a couple days ago and she went home on the ferry to Port Alberni and went straight to the DFO. Um, protest because they are trying to prevent our people from fishing on the Somas River and you know just knowing and seeing that you know and how proud she was to be on the water and to to participate in that and you know and that other young people were looking up to her so we have to find these role models or these these young people who feel driven to participate in these things and find a way to lift them up and support them, all of these young people in this new generation, so that they're in a position where they're doing it for themselves, just like we did with the Native Youth Movement when I was 16 and 17. So, that being said, I can handle it in totality. I've noticed uh, there is sometimes a divide in the indigenous community between Bandak family and Ritalin. Uh, it is currently uh, an issue in the Wisconsin territory, but I know from personal experience that this is that this dynamic is a constant struggle for many nations dating back uh, to the removal of the Indian nation from reserve. What are your thoughts on this particular um, divide? Okay, so this is really the difference in neo-colonialism and and colonialism is basically we have now t- the what what we would say the Bandak families are the ones who you know are following um, this more colonial model of governance instead of following the traditional indigenous governance models that we have been using for thousands of years in millennia actually um, is basically that they are adhering to a different way and they have been so successfully colonized and assimilated that they have turned into the the basically the indigenous colonizers of our own people by putting us um, in these positions where we have to choose between, you know, hereditary and indigenous leadership that has been there for, for millennia or between, you know, this this really old-fashioned, outdated mode and model of, like, band, um, First Nations band, uh, what, it, what you were calling band act families and, and people. And, you know, this is basically from the 1950s and it's never been updated. So even though it's an, what is considered a new model of... Um, you know, governing ourselves. It's it's basically like old fashioned and, and rooted in assimilation and genocide. It's it's basically made to to eventually assimilate all of our people um, and take away our status. So we have to find a way and I really don't think there's any way to balance this, but we have to find a way as people who are really inherently using our indigenous government systems to rule and I use the, the term world loosely, but, you know, to make sure that our lands and waters and air are safe for our children, the future generations, um, is, is to eradicate the, the First Nations acts and become our own um, entities. We're basically on a nation-to-nation basis 
which is exactly what UNDRIP was about, but we know has never been instituted or implemented. So there's a lot of work going on that's definitely going to take a few more generations. That's where I'm at with that. Do you, do you want to comment on some of the work that you know of that's been going on? Well, basically, right now, it's a push and a pull, and it's a struggle that's dividing families and dividing nations and, and really, you know, it, it's invasive and colonialism and, you know, settlers here, whatever they want to call themselves, invaders here are basically just, you know, in a, in a place where they are the invasive species and, you know, and they're in, in infecting our own people. And I don't really know where we're going to go with that. Um, I have my own ideas and thoughts on these matters that I'm still just fleshing out for myself and I think it's a question that's going to be kept going and, and growing on it for the next few generations before we actually get it right. Okay, and um, uh, it might be a tough question and, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to but do you think the state of the planet today that, um, that the young, that indigenous people uh, not only here on Turtle Island, but around the world. Do you think that we you guys have a few more generations, meaning the directing that globalization and colonization and capitalism are heading, do you think that, uh, that there are rules in place where we can hang on until the next generation is able to take shape and uh, revolutionize back pre-traditional government. Well, in the, in the words of Sheikh Guerva, I'm definitely a hopeless romantic, and I believe that, you know, we are going to be able to do this and that we do have generations um, left. A lot of people um, have called me an idealist or a pipe dreamer because, you know, they're saying I, I'm investing myself in a future that doesn't exist because of globalization and what is going to be happening and that, you know, we're going to be one big melting pot. But, you know, I really believe that here on the West Coast is the last bastion of basically almost untouched tribes and civilizations that, you know, we can keep strong and do this, but I can't say for anybody else. I just know the West coast can and will. That's the future I see for us is that regardless of globalization, we're also heading into societal collapse and, you know, it's basically Rome is falling right now around our ears and we're watching it happen. And that leaves space and room for us to finally, um, you know, move forward with Indigenous governance and, you know, use the tools that we've been using for millennia to work for us during this global collapse. Do you think that there is uh, a broad up uh, realization on the wet coast that the crew are there, that the, uh, the language, um, the land, uh, uh, the hunt, food, the ecosystem, do you get a think that in your community today that people know that the crew are there, they did have to pick them up? Yeah, I think so. I think there's that inside of all of us where it's our instinct to make sure that we're keeping on going with where we're, where we're headed. 
and I've been seeing it happen and I think it's really you know it's it's like we're planted the seeds the garden is growing and we're just going to keep propagating and we're you know resistance and all of it is is a part of it it's going to be great we just have to weed the garden now and then to make sure that we're always on the you know growing the healthiest plants Dakin, I know that you weren't always the person you are now. So yeah. How did you become radicalized and have the the disposition and the the person you are now? Um, okay, so basically, I come from a family on my mother's side that was involved in indigenous resistance um, as young people so my mother and her brother and sisters and my extended family on that side were involved in this so it's always been something that was there and also on my father's side of the family as well so I think I was pretty much born radicalized and ready for this work and you know being raised by my father um, the way he did it you know it's steeped in my culture and and you know knowing in my indignity and having the self-confidence and and the love and you know my mom teaching me how to survive during hard struggles you know they they're the ones who who raised me to be who I am today and there really wasn't any transformation this is who I was born to be and what I was meant to do you met your your dad and your mom and the died of the family. Was there anyone in particular uh, in your family or your community that enhanced that, that nurturing environment of, of radicalization and, and um, all the things that you carry uh, from, uh, from being born into that world to now? Uh, definitely. There was a lot of influence that I had besides my parents. Um, most of the credit, though, I would give to Wolverine um, during the Gusas and Lake conflict. Um, they came to give a talk, Wolverine and Lightning Splits the Sky, when I was a young teenager at the time. Um, and I think it was 1994. Maybe where they had came, 94, 95. I'm not sure on the years, and I'm really bad with this time-space continuum things and Gregorian calendars, but they came after the Gustafson Lake conflict and really just, it was basically um, not lit a fire because the fire was already there, but they added fuel to the flames and, you know, it was a huge inspiration for myself as well as Edio Mira, who um, we had started Native Youth Movement together. Okay. Okay, and from there, um, what are your plans for the future? Well, my plans for the future, besides being fabulous, I'm starting an apothecary because I make medicines. I have relocated home to the West Coast from Winnipeg, where I had lived for a couple of years. And so basically, I'm starting from the ground up. I lease the storefront, and it's going to be basically an Indigenous portal to gathering space, workshops, um, also going to be selling medicines, and be able to really have a home base for myself to start my, you know, start my empire anew, and to, to really 
really focus and work on during this next year into creating um, a lot of different things. I got my fingers in a lot of pies right now. And, and, you know, I just need the people to believe in me. And, you know, it's, it's called Hopakowitz Apothecary and we should be open soon. And, you know, even while I'm doing this, I'm planning for a future full of resistance and beautiful gatherings and, and, you know, going through hardships and hard times and struggling with my people. I'm also homeless. I just found out right before this meeting that the apartment I was supposed to get fell through. So, you know, like I'm keeping it real on a level that a lot of people don't think well I'm doing this work for the community my people and our next generations I'm also trying to take care of myself so um, I plan for taking more time for self-care in the future whatever that looks like for me when I can you know manage to squish that in um, you mentioned that thing that um, a lot of people don't realize uh, you're dedicating and your hard work and your path and is there something that you would like to share with regard to the wider audience about food and what you feel you've been doing and what you've been doing? Um, yeah, like definitely. Um, basically, I've dedicated my life since the age of 16 to you know, um, protecting our lands and our waters and to also um, creating and a culture of community and resistance um, so that we have uh, places for Indigenous people to feel safe, not only with each other, but also safe from, you know, society in general. And what that looks like to me is, is that, you know, um, that we're, we're always supporting and loving each other in our endeavors and that we look at the big picture and don't let the smaller things. And, you know, like there's people I don't get along with in the movement, but I will always support them and they're what they're doing to to create a better future for the next generations because we're looking at a bigger picture here and i think that people really need you know to remember our time here is finite as you know human beings with bodies that are you know decaying and we're getting older and you would where do we really want to leave the next generations with um we want to leave them with the the dedication and the determination and the discipline to continue and and better the work that we started and you know so i just think that like in broader terms of supporting allies need to step up even more now during covid especially when you know a lot of us are working really really hard at just trying to remain stable so that we can continue this work so if there's anything i could leave anybody with is just you know support us um i'm on facebook as Sashin Kanish, S-A-C-H-E-E-N, capital K-I-N-I-S-H. Um, I have a fundraiser for a startup for my store. You know, my sister Chrissy, I just delivered her baby. Um, I'm a midwife. Um, she's looking for a meal train to help her. And, you know, like also like just in general, like what can allies do during COVID to help Indigenous uh, people who are basically trying to save our lands and waters. Um, there was an arrest made of a Swakmik warrior woman this morning. How can we support that? So there's all different kinds of things and all the information is out there. And, you know, all the people have to do is just open their eyes and look and then support us in these ways. Do you have anything um, like uh, a website for your tour or any, uh, any, uh, website beside Facebook that people who are interested and you they can interview and are in 
inspired today. I want to help with that. And I want to be a part of that in authority. Um, do you have any suggestions about where they can go? Yes, definitely. They can look me up on Facebook, but I also have a page. And I'll send you the link so you can include it um, with the proper spelling, but it's Hopakowitz Apothecary. And so basically, this is the page for my store. And it's also, I have Ancestral Pride, which is a Facebook page, which I use for things that are resistance. But um, I haven't been using that one as of lately. But definitely, even just looking me up on Facebook, I'm always available and sharing ideas. And if people want to support, they can use my PayPal as well. Um, you know, there's myriad ways of supporting me. Um, so basically, that's that's about it. Uh, what is your address for PayPal? It's m a m a z o n s creations at gmail dot com. Mamazons creations at gmail dot com. And if anybody wants to support right now that would be great as i said i'm now scrambling around looking for a, a new home to live in when i thought i had that i had thought i had that secured okay okay um i did want to ask you one more uh one more question because i think it really it really um really could be a, a real good piece of knowledge about you did you said from the age you said you began your realization at the age of 15 was there a moment at that scene before 15 when you kind of got a clue into what your life path would be Yes, like I said, I've pretty much known from birth exactly what I was going to do. Some of my earliest memories are of my father talking to me about who I am and where I come from. And one of the lessons that always stuck for me and one of the first things that I really remember him saying as a very, very small child is that you are not nobody. You are born to be who you are, Sashin, and you are a queen. And I'm very, very lucky that I was raised with that knowledge and I knew at a very early age, what my responsibility was to my people, the land, the water, and our way of life. Wow. Do, do, but, do, um, gave you the knowledge of medicine, uh, or was that, was that a matter of, uh, listening through relationships and over time? Um, I was literally born inherently with this knowledge, and I've always known how to use medicines and plants. Um, one of my most precious uncles, who is Kwamachin and has since passed, Larry, um, he taught me a lot. My father has taught me a lot, and a lot of it is just knowledge from the ancestors or whatever you would, however you would say, a lot of people say through witchery or that, you know, these things, but it's just, it's, it's, it's inside of me, and it's who I was meant to be, and I've always known how to use medicines and plants and what they were for and how to prepare them. And, you know, the guidance that I received from my Uncle Larry and my father um, and, you know, has really helped as well. But I've always, you know, known my, this is my bioregion. This is who I am and where I am from. So I've never, you know, I'm very, very fortunate and privileged that I'm surrounded by a lot of people that we can share and ex exchange knowledge with. 
um, in terms of these things and that we've all kind of taught each other and, and a lot of us were trained by, you know, our elders, just the way we're supposed to be in our communities and the way we've always been trained and taught to do these things since time immemorial, basically. And, you know, I've got a really good network of people and this ties in with, you know, making sure that also we're not just giving away our knowledge to people who don't, you know, who want to capitalize on it. So, you know, we have to be careful. And that you know, without naming specific people, just in general. Oh, no, no, I, I wouldn't want to share that. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. No, no, but I mean, like, in in general, just in terms of what are some of the parties that are, um, like, are the businesses, are the corporate entities that are... Uh, that. A lot of them are are indigenous, um, indigenous healers like myself, um, and you know because of uh, all of these these different things that we're involved in, not just the not just the medicine making and the healing, but also with the what you would say like we're protecting, we're not protesting. So you know we're affiliated with a lot of different groups like, um, and and indigenous people who, and non-indigenous people who are doing things, which is why I think a lot of indigenous people who are radicalized really have a lot of um, love and respect for those communities who step in and help us. Like, you know, like, like anarchists and, and allies and, you know, people who are willing to put themselves out there. Okay. All right. And before we conclude this interview, is there anything that come to your mind or heart that you would like to add? Just that during this time right now, what we are going through with the world pandemic and COVID is to be more aware of your people and, you know, to really work hard at, at not isolating so much that, you know, we're causing ourselves anguish and pain mentally and physically and emotionally because uh, we do need that human contact. And with the state of the government and the world right now, you know, things are going to get worse really quick and we have to be careful. So just, you know, always keep your eyes peeled and open and make sure that, you know, people you love are coming to harm or aren't afraid to, you know, ask for help and resistance that we, even despite all of this, we still have to keep moving forward. All right, Kato thank you very much for taking the time uh, to share your thoughts and reflections and uh, your journey. And uh, we will all do our best to stand in solidarity and do whatever we can to help. Kleko. You're listening to CFUV 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded, unsurrendered territories of the Hussainic and Lekwungen peoples, this land now referred to as Victoria. CFUV is proud to amplify Indigenous, Femme, and Queer voices on our airwaves. To see a full spectrum of our programs, please visit CFUV.ca.
people will be forced to live in mobile homes and reservations. Your people will wear cardigans and drink highballs. We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy hot hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims. And for all these reasons, I've decided to scalp you and burn your village to the ground.
Do you want to hear your voice on the radio? You can volunteer at CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Host your own show or play with sound behind the scenes. It's up to you. Visit CFUV.ca for more details. No previous experience required. Reality Unmask the truth The killing of you I'm making native cartoons To get away with abuse They blame us In the news Well they excuse The accused Excuse After excuse Not guilty verdicts I'm confused In the hands of white jurors All smoke and mirrors RCM Hating Sloppy investigating Hating on these natives Canada lives and lives Snakes in disguise While they take indigenous lives Genocide in slow-mo I see you dressing on Trudeau White paper on 2.0 When the tension is high Relatives with the signs Women warrior front lines This is, this is our time When the tension is high Relatives with the signs Women warrior front lines. This is this is our time. Got me bringing up the heat from the east. That's deep. Wake up if you sleep. Wearing marks on my feet like cousin. Did you eat? Corn beans and squash, but don't forget none. From the father and the mom, born a daughter and a son. Two spirits out of one. We evolved. You just begun like scolding. Get some. I'm a hood Nishoni queer that was raised as a deer. Had a drink in seven years. Now I'm living in the clear. Put that pain in. Front lines with our fear Yeah, I got a squad, it's a whole confederacy Yeah, we got peace, it's an everlasting tree Yeah, we gon' rise, it's a prophecy Our time, my life, my line My choice, my voice Canada and United Snakes Turtle Island comeback This is the break When the tension is high Relatives with the signs Women warrior front lines This is, this is our time When the tension is high Relatives with the signs Women warrior front lines This is, this is our time Hear it. 
change from me to you Collective dreaming, collective healing Collective dreaming, collective healing All my relations, all my relations All my relations, come on All my relations, all my relations All my relations, come on All my relations, all my relations All my relations, come on what you drive to, what you pull from Don't got a way, running, pressing no way Pick and choose with your intuition Take a ride down your insights and Generation, packing ride banks Sing to bones, you are not alone, dreamscape Train the fire beyond pain, we can build a home She got the job done in her own zone We so sacred, clear the landscape we are still here, I'm a trailblaze Imagination of all nations Magic and decolonization Keep dreaming till we see changes Mean mug is my inspiration Dump the white tears on the curb Weave the ancient in your own words Sagittarius, but all elements Hold my spirit up to the infinite just pay attention to the elephants Never question my intelligence All my relations All my relations Come on All my relations All my relations Come on Take it back, give it back, or we'll take it back. Give it back, or we'll take it back. Give it back, or we'll take it back. We did it your way, now it's our way. I make them run without a gun. I make them run, and I get it done. I make them run without a gun. I make them run, and I get it done. Hurt government feelings I give a zero fuck about indigenous healing Criminalize, dehumanize 
Justin out here buying pipelines Where is all our clean water? Where is all our daughters? This is stolen land, dummy Queen Nate better have my money ODB Genocide on you and me Genocide on your hands Genocide on these lands Genocide on your hands Genocide on these lands We did it your way, now it's our way Fuck your way, give it back Oh, we'll take it back, give it back Oh, we'll take it back, give it back Oh, we'll take it back, give it back Oh, we'll take it back I make them run without a gun I make them run and I get it done I make them run without a gun I make them run and I get it done When will they learn our way? I didn't come here to play I get it done while I take care of my son I don't do this shit for fun I do it for my mom's moms I am thankful and I am grateful To future generations, all my relations I make them run without a gun I make them run and I get it done I make them run without a gun I make them run and I get it done We did it your way, now it's our way Fuck your way, give it back Or we'll take it back, give it back Give it back or we'll take it back Give it back or we'll take it back I make them run without a gun I make them run and I get it done My name is Eunice Joe. My new channel name is Tlashucks. And I invite you to tune in to the award-winning First Nations radio show, CM Na Swamot. Tune in every Wednesday, 11 a.m. on CFUV 101.9 FM, UVic Campus Radio, CM Na Swamot, my honored Native fellow people. So unconventional, are we original? Yes. Phone home, I got a bone to pick I got trust issues I can never fix I'm true to myself and my promise And when I'm in Rome, I do the opposite Got my voice back with my artifacts Now I'm talking shit with my talking stick From pop notch bands on our own land Where illegal pot was provocative We drumming our drums as usual We singing our songs as suitable We dance to it all so movable We do it together, it's beautiful I'm breathing heavy, I love it My palms are sweaty, I love it my culture's alive, I love it. The art is revived, I love it.
Nate to the bone. Let let my saints hold me, I ain't alone. The spirits stay with me to get where I'm going. How my first sweat, homie, I was reborn. Pride gets bigger as my hair gets long. Two long braids, that's a dedication. Son of a gun, no registration. Just like my pops. We about to feast, pot latch. Copper shield on fleek, top notch. Stay true from the jump, crisscross. The eternal island, it's the renaissance. Don't take my kindness for weakness, man. That shit too funny, my Nietzsche, so tell me. Have you ever been at the bottom? It's muddy, my Nietzsche. I'm pissed off for greatness, my Nietzsche. Been silent in Delhi since my nose was snotty. Besides, on my fam, I don't fuck with nobody. Illuminate of no Illuminati. Illuminate of no Illuminati. Yeah. Misunderstood. Misunderstood. I don't understand. I'm a red man. With a method man. Resist revive indigenous. We heavy hitters. We don't die, we multiply. Cry me a river. Have you heard of the UVSS Peer Support Center? We have moved online this semester. If you're struggling with or have questions regarding mental health or need help accessing resources on or off campus, drop in for confidential, non-judgmental support. Open Monday through Wednesday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. and Thursday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Find us on Facebook at UVSS Peer Support Center or on Instagram at UVic Peer Support. We call on all of the artists to go on to the number five, go on to the Yellowhead Highway, all within the so-called BC. Go to the highway where the pipeline runs and you make your mark like this. So BC will know when they see color like this, when they see this, They'll know we are still here, and we say no to the man camps. That's what this red means. No to the rapes and murders of our children and women from these men who are coming to these camps. Our women are disappearing day by day, and that's what this is for. This is for the man camps. This is for you, Kanahus. This is for you because you stick up for all of us women to prevent the murders, to prevent the rapes of our women. That's what this red mark is. So go, people. Go, people, and make your red mark on the Highway 5 all the way from Kamloops all the way to Jasper. We want to see this red mark all the way there to remind the people that we have women going missing. We have women getting murdered by these white supremacists. 